It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and I have an, uh, a wonderful interview ahead of us for you guys. Uh, I have somebody on the line with me that uh, I'm very excited to talk to. It's Kat from Big Brother 21. How you doing, Kat? Hello. I'm excited to be here. Um, I kind of told you how excited I am, but honestly, this is like one of my Big Brother bucket list goals. <laughs> <laughs> so, being, so I'm just really excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Of course. Yes. Uh, very excited to uh, to be talking to Kat. Uh, Kat, you, of course, uh, you were on Big Brother 21. You uh, you had many a catchphrase uh, on the show. And uh, I'm I'm curious to, to know if, if you have any catchphrases planned for us uh, on this podcast. No. OK, I know <laughs> no one believes me on this and they all think that I'm a clout chaser that planned the entire thing, which they're only, they're only half right. But um, no, I actually, okay. I did not plan the whole conspiring bitch thing. I, I don't know how it came to me. I think I was just like bored out of my mind and thought it'd be funny. And then like, after seeing, after seeing the reactions of everyone in the house, I just, I thought it was, it was like my entertainment. And I thought it was funny. I didn't even think it was going to make the telecast. Cause at, at, at first I was like, I can't say bitches on TV. I mean, this is horrible. <laughs> so, um, no, so it wasn't, so it wasn't planned, but I do tend to like talk out of my butt sometimes. So there probably will be like one or two things that are catchphrase worthy by the time we're over. <laughs> there you go. How many times have you sent the, uh, the clip from stranger things? Oh, no, only, okay, I've only seen it, like, twice, but can you believe that? And I don't know, 
I don't know who's responsible for that, but that was from Stranger Things season three. Mm-hmm. So it aired while I was in the house. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm giving myself too much credit for this, but do you think that maybe the person that <laughs> that produces Stranger Things is a Big Brother fan? And it was like well, a shout out? I imagine that it was filmed <laughs> before the, the season started airing. Well, maybe they went back and refilmed it. You never know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe they needed to get it in. <laughs> I know. They were like, oh, this is too iconic. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Kat, Kat, I'm curious to know, how did you get onto the show? How, like, were you a, a, a fan of the show? I know that there was actually a lot of back and forth about like uh, whether or not you had actually seen the show before and what were a oh, fan. Uh, so I, know, okay, yeah. I did get trolled pretty hard for this. So um, I actually don't watch TV. Um, I got a TV like two months before I moved into the Big Brother house because I needed to watch Big Brother. But other than that, I just... I don't know, like, I, I think because I spend so much time on social media and so much time just, like, kind of browsing through my phone, I can't afford to have another hobby that takes up my time, like a television one. So, um, and I was recruited for the show. So, when, of course, they recruited me. I had heard of the show. I grew up, you know, with Big Brother being a household name. And I knew what the premise was and all about it. I didn't really know exactly, like, the ins and outs, but, you know, knew enough about it that I was familiar with it. Um, and just kind of dove in you know, head first, studied the show, watched as much of it as I could. I looked up the best were the best moves, the worst moves, um, tried to become as much of a super fan as I could before going into the house, which is a lot to do in like two or three months. Yeah. But um, I also, I had enough, I guess I didn't mind research enough to know that fans don't like recruits mm. and fans don't like when a girl just comes in on the show and is like, I don't, I don't watch the show. So I also tried to like, maybe play the game with America a little bit. <laughs> and in my pre-season interviews, I was like, yeah, I love the show. Like, I, I watch it, you know. But of course, like, now I'm just, now it's over and done and I'm an open book. And I'm like, you know what? I, I didn't watch the show until I was planning on being cast for it. So whatever, I don't know. But I'm a super fan now. I'm obsessed. Well, there you go. Um, was it w- w- so when you were turned on to the show, like, were you uh, were you hoping to to get on like any show or like w- did, oh, where no. did people find you? Nah, I, I'm not really. I know that I know people are going to probably think that I'm lying, but I'm really not really the type that would go on a reality show. I don't know. Uh, but the thing that I really liked about Big Brother is that it yes it's a reality show but it's at, like it's actual reality because i mean they're filming 24 7 and there's also a competition aspect and you know whatnot um i had previously been on another reality show uh before years ago when i tried out for dallas cover cheerleaders so i had had i had had a taste of reality tv and i know what editing does and i know how you know different things can be uh you know produced to look a certain way how you can come off to be perceived a certain way so i told myself I was never going to go on another reality show. But then when Big Brother approached me and they approached me on Instagram, um, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm down. Sure, why not? And then there was never a doubt in my mind that I was going to get cast. I really kind of put all my eggs in one basket, went head first into it. And luckily... I was cast because otherwise I would have been probably fired from my job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, okay. So uh, do do you, do you mind if I ask, because there, there was another thing that people were confused about uh, regarding whether or not you were in a relationship. uh, Uh (laughs) Um, No, I wasn't. And uh, this is actually a really, it's a hard thing for me to talk about and actually just 
this past week, really, was I able to get full, I guess, closure on the situation. Um, so Marty was my best friend. I called him my partner in life. Um, we did everything together. We lived a block away from each other. We worked together. We were, you know, kind of like a, I say a power couple, but we weren't dating. We were just kind of like a one and two combo. Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely loved him, you know, and he loved me and we weren't in a relationship, but we had dry and nothing but love for him. And we did think about, well, Hey, maybe if I go, if I go on Big Brother, it can, kind of, it can be maybe, you know, like something that I'm doing for myself, something for me, it will, you know, treat, you know, teach me things that I, about myself that I don't know. And then maybe when I get back, you and I, you know, Marty and I can talk about being in a relationship. We can talk about taking it to the next level. Um, and I thought about him every single day I was in the house. I mean, I, he's my best friend. So to know that all that stuff happened while I was in the house and he kind of, he, he took a situation between a very private situation between the both of us and exposed it and sold it for clout, sold it for publicity, sold, you know, just, he completely sold me out. Um, so it's really, it is really hard. And, and it, I have trouble talking about this because it actually does like crush my soul because, mm -hmm. um, cause it's been hard coming back. Gosh, now man, I'm now I'm like, all like sad, but, um, but coming back to Dallas, not having that one best friend that I had before I left has been a really, really tough transition for me. I can imagine. I mean, that's, uh, and, and you know, obviously you have no idea what's happening outside the house. It was a very strange situation. Um, just, yeah. uh, for, for those that, uh, I guess that, that might not be aware that there was, you know, um, this guy uh, who was was claiming that you were in a relationship and that you were essentially like walking out on him. Um, and he I, like, I don't, I don't know if, if you know this, but he even messaged me on Instagram like, no, oh, this he, is true. He was, he was selling stories mm -hmm. to people. And um, and I get that he was hurt. It, I mean, whether we were in a relationship or not, whether we were just talking, we had a very intimate, close relationship with each other that what, didn't have necessarily a name on it, but it was, you know, he, we were both very important to each other. Um, I get that he was hurt, but I think that he could have waited until I got out of the house mm -hmm. to talk to me about it. And I could have, you know, given him my piece and we could have discussed everything. And I don't think he would have reacted necessarily the same way he did, but I do think that he did, he was an opportunist in the situation and he thought, Oh, I can get, um, I, I can get attention for this. He also hit up CBS and asked if he could like come into the house oh, and like, yeah. And CBS was like, no, we don't do that. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was CBS, but someone released his release form that he signed that said that he was my best friend because I'm sure that they were just like, okay, this is enough. He's making a huge circus out of it. Um, and then of course, like my family was coming forward. My other friends are coming forward and kind of trying their best to kill the rumors down, but he was trying to use me for his own publicity. So it's yeah. yeah, I felt and really, really alone when I came out of the house. I, I, I can imagine. And, and I know that uh, there, there was a moment you were talking to Holly in the house um, about the situation. Uh, and and it was clear even in that moment, like how much he, that relationship meant to you, uh, even though it, we at the time we weren't sure what the relationship was. Um, so, I mean, it's uh, this, you know, I. I don't like this particular sort of like this, these exact circumstances. I don't think I've necessarily seen before, but it's, it's actually not super uncommon that uh, at least one person from a cast has somebody from their past or present that, uh, that, that tries to claim things about them during the season. And while they can't respond, it's, it's a very unfortunate whole thing. Yeah. And I wish, I mean, I know that it would have, well, actually, I don't know. So part of me wishes that CBS, 
would have, you know, called me in and said, hey, this is something that's going on. Because um, I would have liked to know about what was going on. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I thought about him every single day and I looked forward to seeing him. And um, I mean, I have like letters that like while I was in uh, jury, we were allowed to have like pen and paper. And I have like letters that I wrote to him about like things that I learned about myself and things that I couldn't wait to share with him and all this stuff. And um, and, they, and this whole time I was, and I was even like talking about him to like, the PAs and I, I'm sure that in their heads they're like, wow, she doesn't even know that this guy fucking dragged her <laughs> to hell with that. Um, so it was really hard. I wish that I would have known that was going on, but then at the same time I was there to play a game and having, you know, an outside distraction like that uh, would have really immensely killed my game. So uh, I don't know, whatever showbiz baby, but I will say so. And, and here I am like, you know, crying over Marty. Um, cause it was, and cause he was definitely my closest friend, my very, very best friend, but there was a couple other, like, you know, you know, whenever you're kind of dating around and you have like other, you know, there was other guys that probably thought they were dating me too when I left <laughs> and they all, man, they all hated me when I got back. Oh boy. I mean, ladies, if you want to like kill your entire roster, go on to <laughs> Yeah, probably not the best idea to to go on national television, I guess, right, for 100 days. Well, whatever. You live and you learn. <laughs> well, uh, so so you, you got into the into the show. You got into the game. Um, you definitely had some some trouble uh, in the first week that uh, that was when the conspiring bitches thing started. Yeah. And it did it did seem to me like it, it did start from a genuine place of paranoia before it turned into uh, like the joke <laughs> no, that it, it became. Wasn't even paranoia. I could, in my head, I thought, okay, it's the first week. Like, who is conspiring on the first week? Well, because so they were conspiring funny. against you, to Every, be fair. Everyone was. Literally, everyone was. But I thought that maybe, I don't know, I thought that it was like a way to lighten the mood before we really did start conspiring. <laughs> but they were definitely conspiring. And no wonder they like were giving me all these weird looks. And here I thought I was just being funny. But yeah. I also I can I can admit that my social awareness is sometimes off. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Well, uh, well, I mean, so so at the start of the game, you uh, you initially, you know, got into a some kind of relationship with with Jackson. Um, and that seemed to be. Uh, like the story of the the first couple of weeks was like Jackson, uh, like as soon as the feeds came on, he was just like, OK, I'm I think I might want cat gone. Like it was uh, by, by the time the yeah, feeds came on, it was already is, like over. Like an asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he I, I mean, I, I don't know how much you've gone back and like looked at oh, everything. I but wa- he, no, I haven't watched my season yet. He he like actively wanted you gone like in that first week. He tried to flip the vote against you so that they wouldn't have to deal with you anymore. Man, fuck him. <laughs> that, I actually didn't know that, but what the hell? I'm gonna text Jackson right now and be like, You're a dick. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, regarding the Jackson and I situation, um, I am the type of person I mean, as you know, as you can tell whenever I talk about Marty, like when I have a friend, like I dive 1000% into that person. I am such like, I feel like I'm such a lover and a giver. And I really latched onto Jackson in those first couple of days because he was somebody who reminded me a lot about my friends back home and him and I got along really well. Um, I'm not crazy. And like, if I'm sorry, but if the feelings are reciprocated, I wouldn't have been like chasing after him because I'm also not that kind of girl. So um, I felt like I had like a number one ally in him. So did I go? I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was a lot to take and he's not used to, and I get that I also do have a strong personality. 
Um, and I don't know. And I guess it might have, you know, chased him away and then he tried to turn a boat to evict me and whatever. <laughs> but you never know. Um, I don't know. I. The it's thing is, a, I'm also, I do what? It's just just such a weird situation that like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of so people locked into this. Game of Big Brother. Yeah, like locked into close <laughs> quarters. Like it's I think it's kind of rare to see something like this where, you know, there is an initial relationship that very quickly becomes like uh, like a. I guess a partial love triangle situation before like nah, it's, no. uh, it's <laughs> I mean I okay, I can if it was any other girl and I'm not trying to stereotype girls here, but I feel I feel like if that had happened with any other girl in the house with Mickey and Holly, it would have been so awkward and so explosive. But mm-hmm. I don't really I, like all of my friends are guys. I get how guys are. I grew up with a brother. Um I I'm not really the type of girl to really sweat whenever a guy decides that he wants to move on from me. I'm kind of like a dude when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when he said he didn't want to be with me, I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, whatever. Um, I, it was, I will admit that it was uncomfortable. Um, but I also was like, I, I didn't really think of how awkward is probably being perceived by America. It was very awkward. <laughs> um, because, because in my head I was like, okay, like whatever, move, like moving on, whatever. Um, I just don't really get caught up in that. And I also don't get, if a guy doesn't want to be with me, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to try to convince him. Otherwise, you know, I, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I've, I've, I know my worth too much to really lose sleep over a guy, but it was a little awkward. And the, uh, the other awkward, awkward thing is that Holly, who was my actual number one ally, because we did know each other going into the house. She was the one that we were in the love triangle with. So mm. the other, so part of me was like, okay, cool. Like my girl, Holly, you know, she got herself a guy great for her. Um, so I really didn't really care about it, but, but yeah, I mean, if there's anyone else, it'd probably be awkward as hell. Well, speaking of Holly and the the relationship that you had with her prior to the game, um, can you can you clarify like uh, how well you knew her and if you uh, if you were in communication with her prior to entering the house? Yeah. Um, so how do I? So the pageant world is really small, and Holly was a former Miss Wyoming USA. I competed in Texas USA and Colorado USA, um, and whenever you can like. There's girls that are on The Bachelor right now that they, that they've been competing in pageants along with me, and I've never talked to them before in my life. But I refer to them as like, oh yeah, like I know Hannah Ann, like I know I know Kelsey, but I really don't know them. They might know me, they might not. But you know, just the pageant world kind of has that camaraderie. It's kind of like a family. So Holly had that same relationship with me. Like we weren't really close. She was my. Um, my dressing room mom one year that I was competing in Colorado, but you know, that's like a supervisor or whatever. Um, but other than that, like we weren't really like friend friends, but I did feel like I knew her enough to know that she wasn't going to screw me over that. She, well, I mean, or so I thought, <laughs> um, and I felt like I knew her enough that she wasn't going to screw me over. I felt like she's probably not going to mess with me because we have so many friends in common in the real world. She's not going to want to like, you know, like you're not going to want to go get someone that your friends like, um, I don't know. I was wrong. Um, I think, oh, actually, I don't know. Holly actually did have my back to a, to a pretty good extent. Um, but I do think that when you're in the game of Big Brother, you can't really give anyone the benefit of the doubt like that because here I was thinking, oh yeah, like she has my back unconditionally, just like I have hers. And I'm not necessarily sure if that was the truth. Um, I think she did what she could, but I don't think she really cared if we knew each other or not. <laughs> So, yeah. So, so, I mean, were, were you able to, did you know that she was going to be on the, the cast prior to, I saw, to so getting I saw there? her at, I saw her at, um, what's it called? 
the final casting in April. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have kind of bad eyesight and she wore her hair in these two braids that I've never seen her wear. And she had light makeup on. Um, and you know, it's just different than a pageant look. So, mm-hmm. and someone that I hadn't seen except for in photos for the, you know, the past like four years or so, um, I thought that it might've been her. And I even, I called over one of the casting directors, which by the way, this is the total kiss of death, but I guess it ended up working out. But I called over one of the casting people and I was like, Hey, is that girl's name Holly? And he was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. And I was like, okay, whatever. He can't tell me. Um, and then, so I had a feeling that it might've been her. And then also in the contract, there's this huge thing like in bold that says, if we hear that you've reached out to any former house guest or um, anyone else in the running to be a house guest, you'll be disqualified. And I was like, I don't want to be disqualified. So we'll have to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. People do that all the time now. Well, now I know, man, there's so many things that I, well, if I would have known this, before going on this, I would have reached out to people for advice. Yeah, not to mention the fact that there ended up being what, like two two pairs of people who knew each other going into the game. Oh, oh um, no, it was going to get even crazier. Can I, okay, actually, which I know that y'all probably already have somewhat heard. Mm-hmm. But so not only did Tommy and Christy know each other to a way bigger extent than me and Holly ever did, but there was going to be a girl on the show that was extremely close to my circle of friends. Um, her name is Jenna Jackson. Mm-hmm. And me and her actually share a mutual best friend. We were both bridesmaids at her wedding. Um, and we both, she was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. I was a Dallas Fab dancer. I tried out for the team when she was on the team. Like our circles run very, very extremely close and we don't like each other. So there's that. Um, and she was about to be cast on a show. That would have been wild if it was, I knew Holly and Jenna and Tommy and Chrissy knew each other. I don't even know. And then there was another girl too, but now I'm just rambling. There was another girl that was leaked before the show started because she had, she had written on Facebook like, Oh, I'm like, I'm in uh top 25 for big brother or something like that. So of course she got ousted, but that was another girl that I knew. I felt like I was on the fucking Truman show. <laughs> well, that was one of, one of the rumors prior to the season starting was that you were behind uh, getting, getting somebody uh, outed from the cast. I know, man. I don't know if I should say I was to something like a badass. <laughs> just tell you all the truth um did i did i leak her name to someone who runs a big brother website twitter that could possibly leak her yes but i don't think the casting cared about that because i mean sam was leaked before the show um so i mean she had been leaked she's been in semi or she's been in finals for like two years now she's been leaked every year so i mean it was really nothing new i don't think casting cared what really happened which i'm not even sure if i was supposed to tell people this but here i am um christy was an alternate for this season i don't know if a lot of people know that but she was um they had actually told her that she was on the show there was a big like last minute interview um that took place while we were in sequester between christy and jenna uh chris they ended up going with christy which means that jenna was out there you go. So it wasn't me that got rid of Jenna, people. It was Christy. <laughs> but that also means that I played myself because then Christy put me up for eviction. I was like, okay, whatever. Mm, yeah. I, it would have been interesting to see how the dynamics would have changed had me and Jenna both been in the house. Uh, and we would have been the twist of people that really did know each other. Because um, I don't know if she would have had my back. I don't know if it would have been something like, hey, we don't like each other, but we're in this game together, so let's do it. Or if it would have been she, 
you know, tried to get me evicted first. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think uh, what we've generally seen is that uh, they're, they're like when enemies come on the show together, uh, there's usually some animosity at first and some distrust. But like after a couple of weeks, if you haven't taken each other out, like you tend to be drawn to that person because, you know, yeah. them, and these other people are strangers. Um, and so uh, just having any connection tends to be a, a, a bit of a benefit there. Um, yeah, that's- that's true. But I don't, yeah, I just don't know. And, and Jenna, so if anyone's listening to this and here's the story, please tell Jenna that I was not responsible for getting her kicked <laughs> off the show. Cause she still has me blocked on, on Instagram. Oh she hates me. She even, I think she even blocked our mutual best friend for a little bit, but now they're cool. Um, so she really does think that it's my fault and it's not. Well, uh, well in the game, you uh you you had you had a rough start but you did manage to start to get some traction uh after the first couple of weeks oh, um there was like a 3 day there was like a 3 day time period that i'm pretty sure i was winning the game <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you, you really were. Uh, we we played uh, uh, the stock watch is what we call it uh, during the season. And uh, basically how it works is that we rate the players based on their perceived ability to win the game right now, based on how we think they're going to do. Um, oh, wow. And so you can that that gen- then like adjusts like that gives them a price and you can buy or sell players like it's a fixed uh, stock market. Like we're prostitutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like Pop-Tarts. Uh, and so, um, so you, you were like one of the most volatile, uh, stocks because it it would consistently go from like, no way she's completely out of this to like, wait a minute, hold on. (laughs) I feel like she's actually doing well. What's happening here? And then back down to like, oh no, never mind. Oh my gosh. I love that. That, Wow. I'm actually really proud of that. I wish I could have kept it up. I think that had anyone else won HOH that week. You know, the what the week that Tommy won, I think I probably would have stayed and made it pretty far in the game because really no one else is going after me, to my knowledge. Again, I haven't watched the show. Um, but man, I don't know. Tommy was the le- Tommy was the only person that was going against me at that time, and he got me. So. Yeah, and, and it was uh, it was absolutely like the smart play too because you really were kind of the the bridge between Holly Jackson and you know Cliff and and his angels um, as as they uh, were named uh, against his will. Um, <laughs> I know he hated that. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but yeah, in, in the early days, it was a lot of like, there was, uh, you know, grateful was in charge of the game and there was a lot of rumblings of like potential resistance. And it seemed like it it always seemed to come down to you that, uh, like you didn't seem to be, uh, willing to go against the, the big group at the time. Um, was that something that you were intentionally doing that did you, did you have an idea that this? big group was uh, was there i so i didn't know that the big group was that who was in the big group i had i remember hearing when i first heard of grateful i think it was nicole might have told me about it mm-hmm. I, I can't remember who but my mind was absolutely blown when i heard that christy and tommy were working with bella and nick like it was like i mean that was like how I, they just didn't seem like they would be in alliance together so i remember kind of hearing him being like no there's no way like there's probably an alliance of eight but there's no way that Nick and Bella are in it. Or there's no way that Christy Tommy are in it. You know, I mean, I just didn't really have all the pieces. Um, but when I was training, training, huh, whatever, when I was preparing for Big Brother, um, I got a lot of my, I guess, strategy from the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People from Del mm-hmm. Carnegie. And I know it's 
in a twisted way, it's, it's a very, it's, there's different principles that you can apply to the game of Big Brother that are actually very useful. Um, one of them is that you can't, I mean, of course, we know this is Big Brother. You can't make anyone, you can't convince anyone to do something. You have to make sure that it's their idea. Or um, someone will, like, to for someone to do, basically for someone to do something or to be on your side, you have to act like you're going to benefit them. Because people are very selfish and they're always in it for themselves, whether it's Big Brother or, you know, work or the real world or anything. Um, so I kind of knew that that principle, recognizing that would be really useful going in. So everyone that I talked to, I always tried to, make sh- I always tried to make it seem like I was working for them and by keeping me there that like I was rooting for them I remember there was even one time that I told Jackson I was like I don't even want to win like I just want you to win like how can I help you win mm-hmm. and it sounds so silly but like when you whether you believe me or not when someone hears that they think oh okay well if I want to win I have to keep her, her here because she's not a threat to my game she wants me to win um so I tried to do that with everybody um, and I didn't know who was ungrateful, but I was just kind of hoping that maybe the people that I was sucking up to were important people to suck up to. Um, and it got me, I mean, it got me pretty far. Um, no one ever really knew who I was going to put up on the block. And I honestly, I don't, it would have been a really tough decision because I did have pretty good relationships with everybody. And I had kind of made, maybe not verbal promises, but I had made everyone kind of feel like I was their little bitch in a way, mm-hmm. like working for them. So it would have been quite the blind side had I won HOH and put two people up. But uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe some, maybe someday. I don't know. I hate well, that I wasn't able to make moves like that. Yeah, well, th- there was there was a, a particular moment. It was uh, it was shortly after the the uh, the incident with the 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 HOH room and Nicole, where they they freaked out uh, and they blew up on Nicole. Um, where Nicole went to you and she said to you that like uh, like you're an outsider like me, like we need to do something about this. And, and you seemed to like take take umbrage with this idea that you were an outsider. That you're I'm, yeah, I'm Nicole, not an outsider. yeah. Nicole did something to piss me off one time, and I remember I got really mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was, I think being on, being on Big Brother, you really, it's kind of crazy because when you're watching on TV, you think like, obviously there's these sides, but really when you're in the house, you don't see the lines being drawn. Um, so when they said I was an outsider and Sam also called his bottom feeders, mm-hmm. I did take offense to that because that was something that I did, sh- I guess, struggle with in the house and kind of made my first week a little bit harder is um, I'm not. I'm I'm not really used to being a quote unquote outsider. Not that I'm like used to fitting in or anything, but I'm just kind of used to putting myself in situations that I feel comfortable in and that I'm hanging out with people that I want to hang out with. They're hanging out with me because they like me too. And it was quite the reality check to go into a house and realize that these people didn't like me based on just first impression. And they thought that I, you know, either wasn't in shape or I wasn't smart or wasn't this or that, you know, whatever would benefit their game other than of course, like me just trying to be their bitch. Um, So it was a tough pill to swallow. And I do remember when Nicole said that, and I kind of like, I think that was probably my own pride at the time. I was like, I'm not an outsider when really the writing was on the wall. I was definitely an outsider, but whatever. I'm honestly, Speaking of grateful, uh, the best part of the season was when Cliff and Nicole made it to final four, because I don't think that grateful even thought that was coming. They would always Mm -hmm. talk about how, and 
And Jack would make these deals that were like, oh, I can promise that yeah. we'll keep you around for five more evictions. And in my head, I was thinking, there's no way that you can promise people, you know, to keep people around for a certain eviction because you never know who's going to win HOH. You never know who's going to win a veto. There's so many moving parts. You can't act like you're God in this game. Um, so Cliff and Nicole making it to Final Four was a very much uh, moment of sweet revenge. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the, it, it was, it was you know, Christy and Jack and the, like uh, the, the Lots of Love Alliance so that was, was, oh, which was, a, that was an yeah, they, they, uh, Christy, Jack and, and, and Tommy, um, and, and they were, you know, one of the cores of grateful and they would, they would laugh and make fun of, uh, what, what was at the time called uh, the fellowship of the zing, which was Cliff, <laughs> Nicole, I, yeah, and, Ovi. Ovi. And, and that was uh, actually probably one of the most successful Exactly. They were laughing about how terrible it was and how Ovi wasn't even in the game. And then Cliff and Nicole uh, beat I all know. of them. Man, I, I, so we're in a group text. I'm in a group text with everyone from my season. So if I really like start talking shit and they're going to call me on, they're going to kick me out of the group text. So I'm going to try to be a little bit careful. But um, it was really difficult um, being in the jury house, especially like not knowing what was going on in the game, but also not knowing like what was being perceived and just, and all of the jury was grateful. So every single day, grateful always talked about how they were the greatest alliance of all time and how they handpicked their members based on athletic ability and smarts and all this stuff. And it was so hard to sit there and listen to it and be like, okay, yeah. Like tell me again, why I wasn't athletic enough for your alliance or why I wasn't smart enough. Um, and it, I don't want to say that they've been humbled, but I think that they were very shocked to realize that Grateful wasn't the best alliance of all time when they got out of the house. Mm. So, I don't know. Whatever. It's yeah. showbiz. It's, I mean, I think, I think part of that comes down to just like, like knowing the show more. Like, it's, it's almost every season there's a big alliance like that that has some success in the beginning and then falls apart. So, yeah. Not oh, wait, that you can't make, I mean, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like you can't really make that great of an alliance on day one because you don't know. You know, in this instance, they, you know, Bella came in hot and they thought that she was going to be such a great player in the game and she was going to be such an asset. She ended up being a ticking time bomb. And, you know, <laughs> like everyone, no one wanted to work with her because she was so volatile and um, just was a horrible game player. So uh, you can't, you know, she ended up tearing up the alliance, but on day one, like they, for them to think that they formed this like great thing, they didn't even know the people yet. And they didn't know if they were going to get along with them. I came in and, you know, they kind of based on my how to win friends and influence people, Dale Carnegie principles. I wanted to form genuine relationships with everyone before I formed any sort of alliance. But where I went wrong with that was I, it was like week three, week four. And I'm looking around and realize, wow, like I should have an alliance by now. And like, yeah, I have all these genuine relationships with the people, which is great, but I don't have an alliance. So I knew that I was kind of screwed. But yeah. I made I mean, I did with the best of what I could. Yeah, well, you, you know, you did end up uh, you, you managed to uh, re repair the relationship and really get in with uh, with Holly and Jackson. Um, and that was that was very, uh, very important at the time because they were really uh, they, they got to a point where they started to run the show. Unfortunately, that was just after yeah. you left. Um, yeah. But uh, but you had them and you also had uh, the Cliff's Angels, uh, mm -hmm. which was which was Cliff, Nicole, you and Jess. Um, yeah. and you, it seemed like you did have Jess uh, as as an ally for uh, for a decent yeah, portion Jess as well. Jess was like my number one ally the whole time. Yeah, and then you know, I, I guess unbeknownst to to everyone until the moment happened, she had been secretly just been waiting for Christy to uh, to to pick her up all along. 
Uh, I know. Yeah. What the yeah hell? I guess you All haven't seen people. that scene. I haven't seen that scene. What the hell? Oh man. Well, um, she, like, well, after you're gone, like it's like final six, final seven, I think. Uh, and Jess is there and, uh, she's talking to Christy and Christy's, and she's talking about how, like, how, uh, hard it was in the game because she's been alone all season. She's never had an, mm-hmm. a, a true ally. Um, and meanwhile, Nicole's like, hello. And you're probably in the jury, like, hello. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Christy's like, oh, like you have me. And it's this big dramatic moment. Jess is just like, I've been waiting all season for yeah. you to say that. Uh, well, I will say um, that when I was the night before I was getting evicted and I realized that there was a new six that was formed and um, that didn't include Holly, Mickey or Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my big blow up. I had the big blow up, A, because I was like, I'm going to go with the fucking bang. And B, I was very upset because the Alliance didn't include Jess. And I, and when we formed Cliff Angels with um, Nicole and Cliff and Jess and me, like after Jess's HOI tweak, I would have died for Cliff Angels. Like I really full heartedly believed that we were going to make it to the end. And I, and I guess, and also I hadn't seen daylight for a couple of days and I was going half crazy. So I was acting, I was being overdramatic, but whatever. Um, but I was so upset that they didn't include Jess in that six. So I did sit Christy down before I left. And I was like, I don't want to leave Jess high and dry. She's going to get evicted right after me. Like, please like elite, you know, please like watch over her. Please like be her ally in this. Cause she, cause me and Jess really were the only ones that kind of had each other's back. Um, I mean, I had other people that had my back. I mean, into our, in our opinion, we thought that we were like kind of one and two us against the world, I guess. But, um, but the other thing is that I do want to say that I don't think was shown on the show is Mickey and Holly actually did do a great job of keeping me safe from their side. Um, there was a lot of times, of course, Mickey did try to give me a victim in Plymouth, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But I think because they thought that it was beneficial for me to kind of be their mole with mm-hmm. the other side of the house, they really did do a lot to keep me safe. So for that reason, I'm thankful for them. I'm grateful for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely say, uh, you know, not not to, to throw Jackson under the bus here, but much more Holly than Jackson uh, <laughs> kept, kept you safe. Um, there, were, so there, were, there were some arguments uh, about it. Uh, at times, um, I'm just, I'm, I don't want to get kicked out of the group text, so I gotta keep quiet. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, uh, but, but there were, there were, the, show. and there, there were times uh, that he, that he wanted to, to keep you in as well. I'm not, uh, like, uh, he, he saw you as an asset for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's probably my biggest piece of advice for future house guests is do your best to make yourself, to make other people feel like you're an asset to their game. Mm-hmm. Because, when someone comes in and say that they're like Jack, um, Jack was very much, you know, running the house. I don't think anyone thought that keeping him there was an asset to their game. I think that it was very much like he it was kind of seen as like it was he he was the important person in his little circle. And he had people that were keeping him safe, but he wasn't really keeping anyone else safe because he wasn't beneficial to anyone's game. So when it came down to it, we're like, well, let's cut Jack because he's not going to help us out when if someone is there acting like they're going to help you out and like keeping them there will keeping them there will then help that person. You'd be surprised by how far it gets you. Um, Cause everyone's so selfish. They just are trying to further themselves in the game. So literally future house guests, make yourself, make yourself out to be like every person's bitch and they'll keep you around. 
Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's definitely, definitely a good thing. Um, and I think you are, are right that, that most people in the spot that Tommy was when he won in that HOH probably, uh, wouldn't have gone after you in particular. I think certainly, uh, Jackson Holly could have been in the hot seat at that point. Um, uh, you know, potentially Cliff could have been, uh, at that point. Um, but I, unfortunately what Tommy was able to I sort know. of see that you were an asset to so many people, um, but not to him. And it was like the one person that you were not an asset to who was able to but see the through it. The crazy thing is, is him and I, and it's also funny because I actually probably talked to him, like him, Nick and Jess and Holly. I talked to the most from this past season. Um, and I'm like, man, why do I keep talking to this guy that evicted me? What the hell? But he is, he's just such a nice guy and I love him to death. Uh, he's very smart. And ha- I mean, had things come down to it, I probably would have, I probably would have had to eventually go after him. Um, so I guess, you know, his move was, his move was the best that he could make for his game. Uh, but him and I had a, re- had a pretty close friendship in the house. So when he put me up, it was a little shocking. Cause I was like, wow, I've, you know, we've been friends this whole time, but that's just a perfect example of, you know, you have to separate friendship from game and sometimes you can be friends with someone, but they're not benefiting your game. Yep. For sure. Um, so, uh, so you, you, you end up getting sent to the jury house on, on your way out. There was, there was, as you mentioned, the, the big blow up. Um, and there, there definitely was a lot of like, uh, you know, you, you got mad at Cliff for like, uh, like essentially campaigning against you and, and saving his own game. Um, it's, you know, it, 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 how petty am I? <laughs> Um, and, and, and there was, you know, you, um, I think we might've asked you this, uh, in the backyard, but there was a moment with you and Nicole where, um, where, you know, she afterwards was very upset because she felt like you had implied to her that, uh, that her students would be disappointed in her. I'm so, I'm actually so glad that you asked me about this because this is the most, this is absolutely taken out of context. And I think when you're in the big brother house, and um, you, there are things that are said to try to hurt you, or there are things that are said to manipulate you. You know, you never know. You kind of do have a guard up. And me and Nicole talked about this. We both, she understands that it's taken out of context. I did not tell her anything of this sort that her family wasn't going to be proud of her, that her students were going to be proud of her. I specifically told her that I wanted her to play a game that she was proud of, and not saying that she wasn't, but she. She was struggling a lot with at the time, and we had talked a lot about it, you know, during Jess's HO week and during that week, that she felt like she was playing other people's games. And I also think that maybe it's because she was kind of playing the game of being, you know, beneficial to other people. So sometimes when you're in that position, you do have to play other people's games. She was playing mixed games. She was, you know, she was kind of just chatting along and um, making those that were keeping her safe because obviously she made a final three, so she was doing it right. But, um, but that was something that she was struggling with. And I was trying to use that as a moment of being like, yeah, girl, like you can do it. Like you like play a game that you're proud of. And it was misconstrued and taken as she thought that I was saying that her kids and family was going to be proud of her. And I felt horrible for it. Um, but yeah, but we're, we're, we already talked about it. We're over it. But I let it be known people that I would never say that to anyone. One more Nicole. 
Well, I, th- I think because like th- there was like some context uh, where privately you and Jess had been saying things uh, that that were kind of uh, pretty pretty negative about Nicole in terms of like uh, her doing whatever Nick says and uh, being disappointed in her because of that. Um, so I, I think that's potentially uh, you know why the uh, the the feed feedsters here uh, might might have interpreted it that way. Yeah. And I get that. And I, with a few people, I also have to realize is when you're in the game, you don't realize people's intentions. And now that I watch the show, I'm like, okay, well, looks like Nicole actually had pure intentions the whole time. But it kind of does make you second guess people. And someone who was coming with coming at you and telling you the truth, like Nicole, when she told me about uh, Grateful, she was coming at me and telling me the truth. But in my head at the moment, I took it as, is she trying to like get me paranoid? Is she trying to do this? You just second guess everything, and it's unfortunate because you end up saying a lot of things that you don't necessarily mean because you don't have all the facts. Um, but I mean, at the time, me and Jess were upset with Nicole because we did feel like she's playing mixed in, and we wouldn't have necessarily been so upset about that if, at the same time, she was also telling us how she wanted to play her game, and it just kind of gets a little muddy. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, who are we to even cast stones with this? Because Nicole's the one that made his final three. So she was, so like, was she playing Nick's game? Maybe, but then again, she was also using him to catapult her to get farther in the game. So, I mean, that's gameplay. Yeah, and uh, no no disrespect to, to Nick, but I don't think anybody oh, yeah. played Nick's game <laughs> that season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it was more like, like, just how I was trying to make myself valuable to Nikki and Holly, Nicole was doing the same thing with Nick. Mm. So uh, you can't fault her for it, but when you don't have all the facts, and you're just kind of, you're already paranoid and you're just kind of seeing what's on the surface, seeing what's in front of you. It's easy to make, it's easy to make remarks about somebody and talk, you know, just blow everything out of proportion. And then, yeah. And, y- and you, you were just told that she was voting you out and you were about to leave the house when you thought you were in a good position. So like, of course your like emotions are going to be running yeah, high and exactly, you're going to be yeah, upset. Yeah. It was crazy. But the other thing is, um, is I never really, counted on Nicole's vote. Um, I knew that her and Cliff were much closer than her and I were. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I never really had a game-based relationship. Um, we were really close. Like, friend-wide, we would be the fish better and we would laugh. Like, no one can make me laugh at talking to Nicole. She is so funny. Because we get, we have kind of the same sense of humor. So, I mean, of course, we would laugh all the time and we would have so much fun. But from a gameplay standpoint, we never really talked game. And I knew that she did talk game with Cliff. So me going up against Cliff, that definitely did the odds were in my favor. And she had told me earlier on that she felt like she was probably going to vote uh, me out instead of Cliff. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, even if I, even if I was going to be staying, she was at least going to like throw on the vote. So I kind of always knew that I didn't really have her. I had her in my corner, but when it came down to me and Cliff, her and Cliff were just a one-two combo, just like me and Jeff were. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really upset about that. It was more of just like emotions were high. I was tired. Hadn't seen daylight in a while. Just yeah, you just never know. Paranoid, huh? What a bit. <laughs> people, people have done much worse on their way out of the house. I can tell you that. You know, um, I know. I wish that I would have like pulled out like a full out Bailey on my way out, like <laughs> blood, blood spewing and everything. But, well, you, you get you get sent to the jury house, and that's where, uh, like, my, my knowledge of your activity uh, gets significantly uh, decreased. So I, I I don't know what what was going on in the jury house. So can you tell me more about your experience there? I mean, you go there; it's just Jack there, right? Yeah. 
I'm like, gosh, actually, I'm not, I'm, I said, like, yeah, like, worst week ever. It actually really wasn't about, it was a really great week. Um, I got to know a different side of Jack, you know, outside of the game. Him and I got along really well. We would, uh, we would lay out together. We would work out together. He would cook all of our meals. Um, he's actually a really great guy, contrary to what was shown on the show. Uh, obviously, everyone that's been on the show is a really, everyone has seen, their, everyone has seen everyone's worst side. So, it's easy to judge them, but the Jack that I hung out with that first week of jury, it was so much fun. And then, of course, when Sis got there, I got really fun, too, because I got along with Sis, and then, of course, Sis and Jack, so it was, it was really fun. And then, of course, Nick got there. Um, but the jury helped me a lot of fun. Towards the end, it started getting really monotonous, because it was same thing every single day. Um, you don't really, you're still in the game, and all you can think about and talk about is the game, but you're also not playing the game anymore. So you feel, I kind of went through a little bit of like a, I don't want to say like, I wouldn't say a depression because that's intense, but I definitely want to like a sadness of knowing that, wow, like my life is revolving around something right now that I don't have any kind of like part in. Um, and also hearing other people's stories and hearing people that were ungrateful talk about their experience. And I kind of felt like, wow, was that really even like an important piece of this thing? Um, I don't know. It's, it's a really weird feeling being caught being cut off from the world, especially when you're in jury and you don't even have like the outlet of the TV or the, of the camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially when you take into consideration the fact that uh, many times when the jury comes down to eventually vote for the winner, they, I think uh, I feel often feel the need to be like, this is my stamp on the game. Like this is like my time to finally be like, Oh, I have a say over what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, if, if you're feeling that sort of powerlessness, uh, it sort of makes sense that that might, that's really your only opportunity to, to kind of come back and, and put your own personal, uh, stamp on it. Yeah, exactly. And, and then also they would come out and film every Friday, I think. And just every week it was the same same question like oh who do you think is going to come this week <laughs> who do you think is running the house and you're like man i like i don't even know because i've been out of the game for over a month now um it it sucks being the first or second person in jury because you're in there for i mean well i was just i was day 58 i mean i was pretty much there half and half mm-hmm. so i i mean jury houses don't was its own game that i don't know it's just it's hard playing it's hard playing the game you're actually not playing if that makes sense yeah well how, like how often are you talking about the game and the players and you know who's playing the best are you are you trying to figure out like who's the best player or is it uh closer I, I think what i would imagine is that there are a lot of people uh making as many bad faith arguments as they can to support mm-hmm. their particular person um and nobody's really listening a whole lot to each other yeah um it's kind of it's funny because we're not even really supposed to talk about the game unless the TV cameras are there. Mm-hmm. But of course we do. I mean, you know, but we do have PAs there that kind of, you know, tell us like, Hey, don't, don't talk about the game. Um, cause they want to keep it all there for cameras. Cause also for that reason, because they don't want, um, us talking about something and then it's not on camera. And then all of a sudden we crown the winner and everyone's like, what the hell just happened? Because we've been talking about all this stuff off camera. That makes sense. It's not like they show um, it ever so, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I, I know. I didn't, see, I didn't even know it didn't show it. But, but, like, but that's what they told us. I guess so at least like if something big happened, they would have the footage to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always, every time someone would come in, it was always like their own point of view of the game would take over. So mm-hmm. when, um, 
to when you know how like Nick and Christy don't didn't get along at all yeah. yet. So when Nick got to jury, he was leading the Christie hate club. And not everyone oh gosh, this is, I mean, I say this, I'm I'm sure they're gonna be embarrassed, but they know that it happens with another. So he was leading the Christie hate club, but everyone in Dury turned against her. Um and when she came in as, you know, the that fallen person in Dury, everyone no one was even excited to see her. <laughs> Because we were all so mad at her. But then after she came in and she told her side of the story, then we were like, oh, wait, we actually hate Holly or, you know, like whoever it was. Um, it's just everyone has their own point of view of their own story. And that's what's right. Um, but every week it was there was a new villain in the house as far as who we thought was the villain. And we would, yeah, it was it was rough. But uh. yeah. Uh, so I, I know that there was a lot of talk about like Nicole and whether or not she was like secretly like a mastermind, uh, like intentionally doing all these things oh, behind the scenes. Um, I believe. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cause yeah, when I talked to you in the backyard, you were like, I feel like she was either a mastermind or she had no idea what she was doing. And you were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was a mastermind. She actually, she was responsible. I'm not sure if they showed this on the show because I don't know if a lot of people give her enough credit for this. I know that she is recognized as a good game player, but she really was responsible for breaking up all the major alliances. Yes. Um, she broke up Rightful. She broke up Six Shooters. I, I mean, she just, she was, she was responsible for a lot of those little like dropping nuggets of information here and there. And I, do, I still don't know if she did it on purpose. But, um, but it was, I mean, it's a great game. If I, you're willing to play like an under the, under the radar game, I think that hers is a really good one to invite. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you my perspective, which is that she absolutely intended to break up Grateful, um, but then got caught and managed to, to damage control her way out of it and pretend that it was completely innocent when it, when it wasn't really. Um, and then, but then after that, she was a little gun shy uh, yeah. and, and yeah. kind of took, took more of a backseat. And yeah. it was a lot more of Cliff um, and even you to some degree uh, breaking up uh, the six shooters. Um, Cliff was doing a lot of work in between yeah, Christy yeah, and I, Jackson. I, I that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but I, I mean, you said it, I don't know. I mean, was Nicole really like, I feel like everything that she said, and this is why people can't get mad at her because everything that she did and said and the information that she was telling other people, it was all true. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like she was making things up to break up grateful. Like they, they were doing it to themselves. So, I mean, was she really, I mean, she wasn't even really being malicious about it. She yeah. Was she was trying to exploit the cracks <laughs> that already existed. Um, yeah. and, and that's, that's largely what, what Cliff was doing as well. He, he lied a couple of times, uh, about the six shooters, but, um, but, but Nicole was, was much more truthful and, and really, uh, you know, cause Basically, it, it really did come down to like uh, people often either thought she was Vanessa Russo or like or or, or nobody. Um, oh, and, yeah, and I the, the, Vanessa Russo. Sure. Right. And the truth. Well, the when truth, I was in jury and like connecting all the dots, I was like, what? I did well, not the, see that coming. Yeah. And the, the truth was in the middle. Right. Like she she uh, she was trying to to exploit cracks but she also wasn't like a mastermind creating those cracks um and so uh like she was doing what she had with the tools that she had uh, or what she could with the tools that she had um but but uh you know not wasn't necessarily like uh you know uh, patting patting petting her cat like spinning the chair around like uh, right but that's a really good uh, the other crazy thing about Nicole about Nicole as a player was because she was she did well I think it's also because she 
because she is a very nice person and you know she's used to I think just like her personality I guess shown through and um she's more of like a I don't know how to say this like she's she's not one that's like she's not a Tommy like she's not making mm-hmm. she's not singing at the top of her lungs she's honestly she's very unthreatening you know like you're you're like oh that's Nicole she's really nice you know and she's that's that's her um she would because everyone thought that she wasn't a threat because of this you know just nice persona that she was putting out there people would talk about their game right in front of her like she'd be in the room and she'd be like oh do you want me to leave and they'd be like oh no like you can stay and then they would talk about their game right in front of her and be and just talk it up to like oh it's just nicole like she won't tell anyone like she won't say anything and really she knew everything that was going on yeah i wish i wish that i had that personality trait of someone that could just like be you know in the room silently like (sighs) listening but instead of me and my big mouth is always having to yeah. You announce yourself every time you enter. Yeah, I know, I know, but I need to work on that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so ultimately, you get to the end of the season, and then we have this uh, this big, you know, finale uh, segment where uh, it, it really turns into something uh, very unexpected. I, I imagine it was unexpected for you, uh, yeah, but yeah. maybe that's maybe that's the question: Was it unexpected? Where uh, all of a sudden, um, Jackson in particular is really being called out for. Uh, for his behavior in the house. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that they were going to necessarily call him out on finale. Uh, but to my knowledge, um, things had been addressed in the house um, up until finale. Like, cause we have, we have, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying all this. I'm sure CBS is going to sue me, but um, we have two DRs. One is the one downstairs that you go in for mm. diary room sessions, you know, what you see on TV. But then we also have another one upstairs where you go into like, uh, see the doctor, take medication. Um, every once in a while, uh, the our executive or not executive producer, yeah, I guess executive producer will come in and talk to us through the microphone if there's anything that we need to kind of know about or you know whatever. And he has been called up to DR two mm-hmm. quite a bit, and that's not necessarily like when you call to DR DR two, something's up. And, like unless it's like you're getting called there for you know your medication or your heart, but like if you just get called there to talk, like you kind of know they're like okay, they're gonna they're gonna tell him something. Um, and there was an instance that he did come out of DR2 crying. Um, this is earlier on in the season. So I think he knew that something was up. Um, you, just, you just never know to what extent. And well, I don't think he knew to what extent. So, yeah. Yeah, well, well, Jack was spoken to in his exit interview with Julie. And, and they, yeah. like, she played the clip for him. Uh, like, did he mention that at all? Like, was, was... Yeah, Jack definitely, he kind of had a feeling that things were going, hey, the things weren't going right for him. Um, mm. When, of course, he had his exit interview with Julie. And then he told me about that. Um, and, and he said that he believed that he spoke his piece. Which, um, which I've seen in the interview, and I think he did a, he did do a good job of, you know, it's just like when you're kind of put on the spot like that, you know, what are you really going to say? Like, oh, yeah, like, you yeah, got I mean, me there, pe- People, people but, were like, oh, they told him ahead of time. They prepared him. I, I don't know. Oh, so. no. No, he was just talking out of his butt. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was like out of his butt, but you know what I mean? Like, he, I mean, that's definitely like what he was just kind of coming up with on the spot. Um, I think he was thinking that, okay, maybe, you know, when I got to speak my piece about it, um, he kind of felt better about that. And honestly, I do think that that was, I, I do like that CBS did that for him because it did give him a chance to speak his piece and get his side of the story. And on uh, a platform as big as Big Brother, uh, not everyone has that same luxury. You know, there's, there's other people that got hate too. 
that what are they going to do now? Just make public statements on their social media. It's not going to reach as many people. So, um, so I mean, for his situation, like he is very lucky that they called him out on that, um, where they, when they did or where they did. Um, but the other thing is, is he when we like got our BB comics, like his BB comics said jackass or whatever, and he it, that was when I think it clicked for him that he was like, okay, I think that maybe America doesn't like me as much as I think they do. Um, so he kind of he kind of knew, but. The other thing, though, is that uh, when we were asking our questions, as a jury, we came up with those questions because we did want to give Nikki the chance to be able to speak his piece. You know, when we asked him about, like, you know, we feel like the way you were, uh, that you were being misogynistic and the way you were speaking was very demeaning. Um, we asked him that question, not to necessarily call him out and be rude, but for him to say, you know, his side and give him his piece. So whether he used that to benefit him or not, I don't really know. Jerry's out on that one. I can't really remember what he said, but uh, we weren't trying to call him out and be hateful. We were just trying to be grateful. Huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that, that makes but, more sense. Cause we, like when I heard that question, that was like the only little bit of, of, uh, of information that felt like, Oh, well m- maybe they're not going to vote for him if they feel like he was misogynistic, but, uh, yeah. but it makes no, more he, sense if you were, yeah. Without fear, no, he was always going to win. Um, but we were just trying to give him a chance to kind of speak his piece. And also, I mean, he was kind of being an asshole. I mean, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I don't know. We, there was a lot of other answered questions, but we weren't trying to be rude with that. We were just trying to give him a chance. Yeah. Um, did they ever say, say anything about why they do the jury questioning that way instead of giving you guys more time? Um, actually, no. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Who knows? It's my least favorite part of the show. Uh, so, uh, so it's, uh, Jackson wins, uh, every, everybody's, uh, you know, I guess, I guess not happy, but, uh, he got his confetti, um, yeah. but at what cost? Uh, and, uh, and so the show's over. What do you do now? Yeah. The thing about, so, uh, in Jackson's situation, oh, for, for you, like what, what oh, is, me, oh. yeah. Well, what, so what, was, uh, what was, what was your next I do want to say this one thing about Jackson just because I don't want to get kicked out of the group text. And of course, like, you know, and people will see on social media, him and I are friends. Like we're totally cool. Um, I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, like everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you're put in different situations and different scenarios to kind of grow yourself as a person. Um, I think that maybe Mickey was faced with, um, some, as we all were faced with different circumstances and different, um, situations that he had never really had to cope with before. And I'm sure his, he was saying things out of anger or, um, uh, saying, you know, saying things without thinking. Um, and now it's out there for everyone to see it, which is unfortunate, but, um, he's honestly, he's, as far as I know, he's been doing a great job outside of the house. Um, I know that he is, you know, we all kind of took what happened to each one of us and learned from it. Um, and that's him and I both. I mean, there were some things that I was getting called out because I was talking a lot of crap about Kimmy, which um, I've taken. And now I realize that, wow, that actually, like, she didn't deserve that. I was really out of line there. How can I take that situation that obviously I'm getting hate for? And turn it around to where I don't act like that again because it's not a good look. Um, so all of us kind of together are learning from everything that happened, and I don't know. So well, that's that's good yeah. to hear about the Kemi situation because uh, there definitely there was a lot. I know, right? What? Who the who the hell did I think I was? Um, <laughs> and I've apologized to her. I mean, sometimes I I think I just 
sometimes I get fixated on certain things. Um, and, and sometimes personalities don't get along. And for some reason, me and Kimmy's personalities didn't mesh. And that's also the point of Big Brother. That's why they cast who they do, because they don't want everyone to get along. Um, but I do really regret everything that I said about her, especially when it was so one-sided. Like, I mean, it was absolutely out of line. Um, but at the same time, I am glad that that happened in a way, because I mean, if, if a bunch of internet trolls aren't going to get you to change, I don't know what will. Uh, but also told, I mean, I mean, that was, I was just being sarcastic. Um, but just like having being faced with something that's obviously a huge weakness of mine um, really has caused me to, I think, become a better person because of it. If that makes sense. I mean, that's good because, I mean, I think that uh, you basically have two choices when you're faced with that, right? It's like one is you either get defensive and you double down and you get worse or you take it for what it is. And and some people are over the top and some people shouldn't be listened to. But uh, but being able to parse, you know, the the, the legitimate criticism and, and take that to heart mm-hmm. and try to improve yourself is, I think, an admirable thing. Thanks. I think that everyone from our season has been doing that. I mean, I can honestly say, at least the ones that I keep up with, um, we're all kind of, we've all kind of recognized where we went wrong and we've all recognized where we can grow. And, um, and I also, I think it also speaks volumes that we're all still considerably close. So we're all learning together. We're like a big dysfunctional family. <laughs> so, so I take that to mean that you, you are, you, you do all still get, get along. Uh, you, you have the group. Has anybody been kicked out of the group chat? Are you allowed to tell me? <laughs> well, so, so we have a group chat that Nicole can't be in the group chat because she doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> and so, but we tried, so we did try to add her to a group chat one time, but I think it really stressed her out because we like, cause you know how like group chats when they're like on fire, mm-hmm. it's just like text after text after text. And she, <laughs> she like just got like before, I don't know if she told you this, but like before Big Brother, um, she really didn't use the phone. Like she had her little uh, Android or whatever she has. But um, she wasn't like a big texter. She would use her phone to like, call her parents and whatnot. So this has been like a huge change for her trying mm-hmm. to like get used to that. So, so we've spared her from the group text. But we have like separate ones. So, you know, if it's something important to tell her, we have another one. Um, and then it's pretty much everyone that was evicted uh, post-jury. And then uh, plus Sam. Mm-hmm. So the other, I mean, nothing against the other people because, I mean, I love them. But um, not everyone kind of collectively gets along with each other. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, they're invited to the group chat. If they're listening to this, they're more than welcome. But um, I don't know, like sometimes some people, there are some people from our season that refuse to talk to another person for whatever reason. So we try to try to keep the drama out of it. So what, what have you been up to since, since the season ended? Honestly, still trying to get back into the swing of the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy when you go away for you know, three to four months, um, people like kind of think you died and they like, just like kind of go on without you. And then you come back and you're like, I'm still here. Um, but it has been a little bit stressful. Um, even making decisions. Cause I thought about this when we were in the house, we didn't really have to make decisions unless it was like our game, but like decisions that, you know, you go to the grocery store or you're like trying to figure out which laundry detergent to pick. It's really stressful, and I I feel like I'm the only one that ever verbalizes this. But everyone thinks that. Um, so there's a couple. There's like weird stresses that you would never really think of that kind of um, still I'm working through, which is really strange. Um, but other than that, um, really just kind of riding every opportunity as much as I can. Um, of course, the social media um, clout, if you will, huh, has been great. Um, I mean, I love keeping up with all the fans and letting them know what I've been up to and um, trying to still, I guess, 
keeps them. Because uh, they they're all people that watch the live feed, so you know they they like keeping up with me and seeing what I'm doing. So I do try to kind of still give them some of that um, for as long as I'm relevant, you know. Um, <clears> also, I have my merch company that is uh, a little polarizing, if you ask me, because <laughs> especially if you're someone that listens to this podcast, I guarantee I feel like the target audience that listens to this podcast probably hates my merch, but. Well, it's, it's you, well, I re- I remember seeing there was one shirt that had the names of all the guys oh, yeah. that you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not a fucking genius or what? No, okay, so that's so that's just my personality. I feel like I have a lot to take, and there's a lot of things. Like with the you know bitches conspiring against me, I never really know when to stop. I always kind of push the boundary and just see what happens. And that shirt was one of them. Um, I thought it was hilarious because it looks like one of those, like, you know, those shirts, like, list off all the legends. Mm-hmm. It, like, it looks like one of those, but it was, like, all the guys that I was, was like, allegedly, like, with. I thought it was genius. And everyone was talking about it. So my goal with that shirt wasn't to sell shirts. Um, I don't even know how many of those I sold. They really, really kind of was a flop as far as <laughs> merchandising goes. But, uh, but everyone was talking about it. So people were going to the website to look like, is this for real? Like, is it Photoshop? There's no way she really did this. And then while they were on my website, um, we could, you know, of course, like drop the, uh, drop the cookie on their computer and then retarget them for their ads. So, haha. Um, but uh, I don't know, it's more just to like, try to drag people or drag people to the website and get them to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm the worst. <laughs> um, and I'm getting trolled for this right now. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, how, how has it been like the, the, the fans, the, the attention, um, is it, uh, do, do you, do you welcome it all or do you oh, have trouble with any of it? Oh, I, I love a good internet troll. Um, and of course, I honestly really don't get that much hate and I try not to like every once in a while I'll get a really funny hate comment that like, I'll repost. But then I need to be careful about that because I don't want people all thinking that I'm only getting hate because really, um, I was pretty lucky coming out of the house. Um, I feel like a lot of people were dealing with a lot of backlash um, because of things that they said or did. And luckily, I didn't have to necessarily deal with that as much. There was a couple things here and there, but not really anything too too bad. Uh, nothing that I can't handle. Um, so I don't know. It's crazy to me uh, seeing all these people with like, fan accounts and fan accounts and people that really do love like that I really did bring them so much joy this summer it's really crazy to think about and um I went to Disneyland like shortly after the show wrap and there was this like family of people screaming like I was Beyonce or something I mean I was like no like I'm really not famous like it's really okay um, but there are so many people that watch Big Brother that it does bring them a lot of joy to watch people on the live feeds and to kind of keep up with their life and they feel like they know you. Um, so I try to, I mean, I get that and I love that and I hope that I can kind of keep that up for everybody. I, I mean, everyone's been so good to me, so I want to I want to do my best to also give back to them as much as I can. Yeah, well, uh, there have been uh, a few Big Brother people that have gone on to do uh, the challenge, which was a point of controversy uh, controversy on the show itself this year. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, I saw that fight. <laughs> Gosh, so funny. Um, d- uh, is that something that you'd ever be interested in? Are you interested in doing any other reality shows? Do you really think I'm cut out for the challenge? I mean, I feel like when me and Cliff went head-to-head in Ocho, that was the most, like, head-to-head competition that I've ever done, and it crushed me. Like, I'm not good at 
Like, I'm just not good at those, like, quick reflex, like, head-to-head competitions, do or die. I don't know. I don't know if I'm cut out for it. Um, never say never, because uh, I also am the type of person that, you know, just like when Bre- Big Brother approached me about being on Big Brother, you know, I was like, hey, like, I can do this. Like, it's, it's something that'll get me out of my comfort zone, try to give me a fire in my belly, you know, go out and accomplish a goal. So I never want to say never, but I don't know if I'm cut out for the challenge. I would love to do another CBS show, though. Um, you know, like Amazing Race or Survivor. I'm not cut out for Survivor either, but I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, l- let me tell you that after Otev, because we don't see the competitions themselves on the feeds, the feeds come back and you were in tears uh, about what happened. Oh. And for for a while, like we thought that you had like injured him, that you had like unintentionally uh, no, like, pushed did. him down. <laughs> it was no, it was I, I'm just not I, I didn't play sports growing up. I was a dancer. Um, and I can be the time. So like, I'm used to like competition with like friendly competition. I'm not, I don't know if I can handle like that close contact, push the other person down to get ahead kind of thing. I felt like a monster. <laughs> like I, that, I was so disappointed with the person who I became. And even like the producers were like, cat, like it's okay. Like you're being crazy. And I was like, no. Oh, well, we, when we watched the, the, the actual uh, competition itself, it was like, wait, where was it? <laughs> Oh, and then I did I did watch the clip of that competition because they said it to sad music. <laughs> and it was like the most dramatic scene ever. I was like, somebody give me an Oscar, man. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> and anything, anything else you've been up to? Uh, just riding the social media trying as much as I know fans hate to hear that. Um, oh, but I do want to kind of speak my piece on this because I do... I like, I love keeping up with Reddit. I'm always trolling, or not trolling, I'm always working, seeing what people mm-hmm. are saying. And I love, I mean, people will say stuff about me, and I don't want to be that person that, like, shuts down every single thing, because a lot of it's harmless, and I also want people to think, you know, like, I, they have fun talking about it, so I'm like, whatever. Um, but I do get a lot of hate for being what they think is, you know, a social media whore, crowd chase or whatever. Which I joke about that I am, but I'm really, honestly, I really am. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, like, but social media is my passion. I um, I worked in marketing before coming on the show. I plan to use this experience and all of my, um, all the social media um, experiences and partnerships that I'm getting now, I'm kind of using it as a case study for when I open up my own marketing agency. Um, but I hope people know that I'm not just like chilling on social media all day. Like there's actually like a marketing, uh, I mean, there's actually like marketing that goes on behind it. And there's, you know, uh, lots of time, lots of energy and it is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people think that I like came on big brother for the wrong reason. And I was just interested in being on social media, which isn't entirely true. It was definitely exciting but um, I don't know. That just always kind of gets me whenever people like call me and say that I like am just in it for social media, or they say, or they make that whole thing about like the oh, stop casting influencers, influencers for the show. And I'm like, okay, well, like I feel like I mean I was recruited as a quote unquote influencer, I guess, but I feel like I did a good job playing the game. I didn't just come on and sit there and try to get social media likes. Um, I mean, had I done that, I would have gone, I would have taken an entirely different approach. I would have looked good every day. I would have been like camera ready all the time. Um, I really wasn't interested in that. I, I don't know. I hope people know, I hope people know that I'm genuine with that because 
I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Other than you people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I do think there is a, uh, and, and I think that, you know, like when it comes from a perspective of, you know, not wanting influencers or whatever on the show because they just want, uh, to, to gain a, a name for themselves and they don't want to play the game. Like, I think that's an understandable, sort of understandable perspective. But, um, yeah, no, but, I so too. And I did not want to be that girl. That's why I said right. so much. That's why I really studied the game before I came in because I didn't want to be like, that girl that comes in, oh, I've never watched the show. Like, what's, what's this, a veto? But, you know, like, I wanted to really know about it. Um, so I kind of hope that I did maybe maybe bust that stereotype a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to credit. Well, it, it, it's it, you were you were an interesting person for me to analyze because, like I said, with the stock watch, it was like I I constantly felt like uh, like I was being whiplashed around so by your gameplay. You know, uh, to me, that would be a total train wreck, just barreling through. <laughs> well, because there were moments that you did like you had good strategy and and you, like you, when you talk about like being useful to people, that was true, and you did manage to create uh, good relationships. Uh, you know, you really you you really managed to like get Christy on board with you, which was really huge uh, for a while. Um, you had Cliff's Angels, you had uh, Jackson Holly, um, and like there are so many moments where I felt like she knows what she's doing. And then there were moments when you, you like volunteer to be nominated. I'm like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> I know. Aren't you insane? What the hell? Okay, that actually. Okay, I know you're gonna think I'm crazy, um, and I am crazy, but. <laughs> With that situation, in my head, I actually thought that this was going to be a brilliant idea. Um, yeah. But had, had I not volunteered to go up on the block, which at that time, I felt so safe in the house. I was like, no, I didn't vote me out. Not jokes on me. Um, <laughs> had I not volunteered to go up, Nicole would have gone up. And she pro- honestly probably would have gone home against Sam. Um, and she was, at the time, a number for me. Sam wasn't a number for me. Nick wasn't a number for me. Um, so I thought that had I gone up and kept at least like, you know, like my side of the house, quote unquote, safe, then it then it'd be fine. And I just, I didn't realize, I guess at the time that Pong's go home, which I've heard, but I was like, not me. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Um, well, but, but but I think that that was going to be a game strategy that totally blew up in my face. So, yeah. Well, I, I that it's it's a little confusing though because I, I think the only reason why Holly uh, was even thinking about Nicole was because uh, you told her that Nicole wasn't to be trusted that week. Oh, no, no, no. oh damn! I'm a, I'm a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm crazy. But I, here I think I'm like a genius at this game, and meanwhile I'm like causing my own brush fires. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but 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 like so like there there were those moments, but then there were also moments where you did did like you were uh, an instrumental part of uh, of taking down the six shooters, and you were in a good position had Tommy not won that HOH. Yeah, so, right. Uh, it's not all bad. Like it was it was yeah. very it was very interesting to watch. Yeah, there were a lot of things that I had told Holly um, also because I, I also get a lot of uh, people saying like how so you outed Cliff Angels to Holly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I did. Um, because, but the reason why I did that, and this is, I mean, I'm not saying I, I was definitely not right in doing this, but because I did view Holly as more of like an outside friend, mm-hmm. more than like a game player in the house, 
I feel like I did talk to her about a lot of stuff, like, you know, with like Nicole, for instance, or with Chris Angel. That was more of me just like talking as like a, like, I don't, I don't know, just kind of maybe like venting or talking like as like friend to friend and not necessarily from like a game perspective. So I probably did say a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have told her because I wasn't thinking at the time that, oh yeah, she's in an alliance opposite the nine. <laughs> like this could totally backfire by giving her this information. I don't know. It's just, when you go into Big Brother House, you can't trust anyone. Even if you do feel like they're, you're familiar with them or there's no way that they would stab you in the back, they will. I'm kidding. No, but you, just, you really just can't trust anybody um, because even the things that you tell one person, even if, I mean, the things that you tell that person, it could turn them against someone that's on your side and helping your game. There's so many moving parts. It's, it's honestly the most intriguing game I've ever played and I would absolutely do it all over again. It was so much fun. Well, I, I think I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, you, you came in, you had a relationship with Holly. It was the same thing with Tommy and Christy. Um, but I think I think part of what happens is that in the house, uh, we talk about it all the time. Perception is reality and the power structure in the house becomes reality. Right. And so, yeah, uh, like from Holly's perspective, a lot of her allies didn't didn't like you very much or didn't include you in a lot of things. And so the the sort of power dynamic in your relationship with her was a little unbalanced because she felt yeah. like she had more power and therefore didn't feel the need to be as loyal to you. And the same mm-hmm. thing kind of happened with Tommy and Christy to a degree where uh, Christy became unpopular with Tommy's allies. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of moments of like, can I keep sticking my neck out for her? Um, yeah. Whereas there have been other pairs in the game where they're on relatively equal footing in the power structure of the house and they do stay very loyal to each other. And I think that's probably a key element of keeping your allies uh, loyal to you is making sure that you're not on the wrong end of that power dynamic. Yeah. And, that's an, and honestly, that's something that was the most shocking realization of this game was really like the social hierarchy and like the power structure and everything that came about to be just because of people's personal opinions. Um, I mean, like I, like, yeah, that happens in high school and that happens in like college sorority life to a degree, but like being out in the real world, I really haven't had that kind of, um, I guess power struggle in a while because everyone, at least like, you know, where I worked, everyone respected them. Everyone respected each other collectively. Um, you know, everyone's kind of viewing themselves as, you know, equal. Um, so coming into the house and realizing that, well, there's people here that think that they're better than me. Like, okay, like that's new. Um, it was something that was, it was hard to kind of cope with. And I do think that, you know, that did happen with Holly and that did happen with Jackson. Um, and that happened with a lot of people in the game and jokes on them because then they get out in the real world and they realize I'm actually pretty cool. (laughs) No, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, yeah. And just biases and first impressions and stereotypes are a bitch. It's 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 part of what I, I, I love about Big Brother uh, in the sense that, you know, you get to, to analyze it and, and see it and sort of make connections to the real world. And it is so yeah. different from the real world, but it, but it, but it still, I think, exposes a lot of underlying things that, that do occur it's, in the real world. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. And the other thing is also that I wasn't really prepared for, but being in the house. And, and, you know, there is, like, the power structure of, like, who's, you know, top dog, who's at the bottom, you know, whatever. And then once you transition out into the real world and you realize that none of the stereotypes and none of the power structures or anything that you thought in the house matter in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and it's all different. You know, there's, you know, when you get, of course, the, not that 
not that you should base your worth on, you know, what other people think or the fans think, but, um, but I, I mean, I think it's easy to say that the fans power structure was not anything like the yeah. power structure in the house. Um, so it is really interesting to kind of think that, I don't know, man, people are incredible. Like, you know, just like this, just like the interpersonal and like sociology of it all. I don't know. It's crazy. I can't yes. believe I did that to be honest. And I can't believe I'm on fucking not have a podcast now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that I was harassing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, well. no, so, so thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. And honestly, a big brother dream come true. Well, th- thank you for saying that. Uh, where where mm-hmm. can people find you if they want to uh, look at your social media and judge you for it? Oh, yeah. yeah please judge me. Internet. <laughs> I love a good troll comment. Um, they can find me on Instagram uh, at catgun, K-A-T-D-U-N-N. Um, you can follow me on Twitter too. It's not as popping as Instagram, but go for it. Uh, it's at it's Catherine Dunn, so I T S K T H R I N D U N N, and I also have a YouTube channel. So if y'all want to see what me and Nick have been up to, <laughs> we have two videos on there that are kind of entertaining. So judge away. I, I guess I did forget to ask about Nick. Uh, everyone asked about Nick. <laughs> how, how has that been going? People listening, we're probably like, oh, good, he didn't ask about Nick, but here we are. <laughs> um, uh, no, things are going great. Um, and just like I was saying, how you know, uh, people in people watching Big Brother saw like the worst side of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick really he didn't show his best side in the house, and um, I've loved getting to know him outside of the house and realizing what a kind-hearted, um, really just incredible friend he is. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're we're out in the we're just kind of having fun. We're we live in two different states, so. Uh, Right now, of course, like I'm in Dallas, he's in uh, Philly, and I have all sorts of people DMing me being like, why aren't you all together? Did you break up? I'm like, no, we live apart. Um, so we're just kind of, you know, having fun with it. But we talk every day. I love talking to him. I love his heart. And um, and I hope people get to see that now that the show's over. Is it weird having to constantly explain it, like a personal relationship to um, the public? I did it to myself, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this is like the most like chaotic, uh, controversial way to start any sort of relationship. So whatever, I get it. But I also get that people, they are interested and there's people that hate us and there's people that love us, but they're equally passionate about it and they love talking about it, whether they're rooting for us or talking crap about us. So I don't know. That show is baby. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, f- go, go and find Kat, uh, on her social media. Um, try, try not to judge her for it. You know, you're a fan of reality TV. So, uh, try to, try to understand uh, well, that, people, know, people judge things. They can judge me. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that person that's like, Oh my gosh, haters don't judge. Judge me. I love it. I live for it. I'll troll you back. It'll be great. Um, just stop that rumor that I only came on the show for social media clout and that I'm only like a dumb influencer. Cause then I feel like I'm so much more than that. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, you can find, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Uh, you can help me become a dumb influencer by following me on, uh, on Instagram at Taryn something underscore Armstrong. Actually. <laughs> what did you say? You actually you are an influencer though. Like I feel like you really are. If, if there was a Big Brother influencer, it would be you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, you know, I, I I can maybe understand where that's coming from, but it usually doesn't feel that way when uh, when when you try to say things and everyone tells you you're wrong. Yeah. Well, at least they're telling you something. There's a lot of people that say wrong things on Twitter that no one even responds. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely interesting. But uh, but thank you, thank you for uh, for joining me. And thank you to the audience for joining us and and hearing us out here uh, in this podcast. It was a lot of fun. Yay, me too. All right, well, talk soon. All right, sounds good. See you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.